Welcome to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. Every Friday morning from 9 to 10 a.m. Pacific and online at filmschoolradio.com. I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Director Richard Louis Sky Blossoms is a raw and uplifting window into 24.5 million children and millennials stepping forward as frontline heroes, caring for their family with tough medical conditions. They stay at home doing things that are often only seen in hospitals. They are cheerleaders. They work part time. They go to college, but they live double lives, quietly growing up as America's greatest generation. First time director and MSNBC news anchor Richard Louis joins us for a conversation on the reasons he began the project, the exploration of these families' courage and determination, and the historic and spiritual meaning behind the film's title. With that, I'd like to introduce to our audience the director of Sky Blossoms, Richard Louis. Richard, welcome to Film School Radio. It's great to be here, Mike. Let me start at the end point of my introduction. What is the meaning behind the title of Sky Blossoms? Yeah, you know- uh, Or Sky so Mike- Blossom. I, Sky Blossom. That's okay. Uh, we we debated whether it should be Sky Blossoms or Sky Blossom, and it is very common uh, for those that are the veterans and experienced and know film well that would say Sky Blossoms um, because it, it it sort of rolls off the tongue better. And the reason why we went with Sky Blossom was because we're talking about a single person in a family structure that's really doing something amazing. We, we chose Sky Blossom, the diaries of the next greatest generation. Sky Blossom was a term used in World War II when we first started to have the ability of air power. Troops on the ground, the allied troops, American troops, European troops, uh, all included, would look up into the sky and say, oh, here come the sky blossoms. And those were the paratroopers that were offering medical help and military help to those who were struggling behind the front line. Right. They, they were there to rescue and help. And so these teens and 20 somethings, these students that we focused on for three years are the same idea of sky blossoms. They are coming to help. They don't know it. They're not being paid. They're not trained. They are doing things you see and expect from hospitals, but they don't think any of that. And they are today's sky blossoms. And they really are in my mind and heart, Mike, they are really the next greatest generation. They don't know it. They're just doing things that are selfless. They're doing things that are the heart of what we do as an, as an American is that we, we help others. That, that's what we're, we're founded upon in, in our young time that we've been a country. We've been the country that has helped others. And so I do think they represent sky blossoms. They are the diaries of the next greatest generation. And on top of that, guess what? They are also blossoming as people. And so this is why we named it Sky Blossom. And I would also add a, a little bit of a detail to the to that imagery of those paratroopers. And that is when they were jumping out of those airplanes, they were extremely vulnerable in terms of in combat to put yourself in one of the most perilous and vulnerable positions in, in, in a wartime setting. 
Yeah, that's a really good point. They're at a very vulnerable point in their lives, but yet they are doing one of the most courageous things in their lives. Yeah. Well, the film focuses, Sky Blossom focuses on these five families and what they're going through. Some of them, it are it's a military-related uh, situation, medical situation. Some of it is not. Some of it has to do with um, mental or or uh, dementia of some sort. So there there are these five families, and there are a cross section of the country as well. You do a wonderful job of bringing us right into their situation very quickly. We get a good amount of information about why we're there and what's going on in their lives, and then we get to know these people that you're describing in the film. If you want to start with an individual family, we can kind of run through the Allen family or however you would like to talk about these families and the people who are in them. Yeah, you know, the thing, Mike, about all of these families, the goal was to share a story that was about students that was inspirational and showed difficulty, great difficulty, but also great happiness and joy. When people remark to me that, they cried, I will say, but you mean it was an inspirational cry, right? Every time I talk about them, it'll be easy to see that I also get very emotional about talking about them. I could see a trailer and well up, but it's an inspirational uh, cry for me. That was our objective. In this time of what we're living through, I wanted to show how families across America stood up for caring about each other during our care pandemic. You know, when I say care pandemic, do we remember that caring for other people is, is kind of nice? Um, I, I also, you know, I'm thinking about the viral pandemic and sickness and what our frontline heroes have done. This is why these families are care heroes to me. Those are just some of the thematics as to how we selected the families. You're right. The, these are the people that are the kind of the shock absorbers of our society, Mm. right? They're the Mm. ones that are below the surface. We don't know that the work they're doing, they're not, as you said, they're not being paid. They're just doing it because every day that they get up, this is their, this is where they are. And these are people they care about people in their family and they do the work. And often, and in, you know, the film is, there's a mix of this, certainly in the film, it's hard not to say this is often just, this is women's work, generally speaking. It has been in the past. I think the dynamics of this, of our society are changing so that it's not so much. But the unsung heroes, the however you want to put it, I call them the shock absorbers. They're the ones who are there to really keep the system functioning, the the, the, the other part that we know about, right? Yeah, you're, you're, when you say shock absorbers, I, I like another uh, great understanding, a way to communicate this. Uh, but they are the shock absorbers. And you'll, you'll see in the film that we are showing, at least in this group of families, two who are male caregivers. We have Kaleo, who is 18, and we have Rob Greer Jr., who's 50. And me being a, a, a family caregiver for the last seven, eight years now, my father um, in California while I work in New York, and me flying back and forth upwards of half a million miles a year, you know, I'm a male caregiver too. And that's four out of 10, Mike. I know you have, you understand this and and, and very personally yourself. Four out of 10 care, family caregivers are like you and me. But the stereotype that we put out there is that uh, we are not going to 
stand up that we do this and society allows us to do that and society allows us to say oh it's it is definitely a, a man a, a woman or a girl's job it's a female job it's not a male job and part of the way i expressed this in the film was to show not actively but passively that yeah males are caregivers to our family caregivers too so of the 53 million family caregivers untrained unpaid but doing stuff like you see in hospitals well over 20 million of those are male we just don't talk about it we don't in our culture bring that up i am a feminist i do believe that we need gender equity i i'm a seven-year-old feminist uh because i just kind of learned that there's this huge problem seven years ago and decided to identify myself as that and so i'm learning and part of that learning is walking the talk and so our crew is 100 female our composer for the film is female and in the film industry these are all rarities and so I wanted 94% of the money raised for this not-for-profit film went to diverse uh, and female subcontractors um, and crew. My point is, let's just try to balance it out, number one. Number two, let's show that there's real great talent out there. There's no compromise, Mike. I, and, and, and it wasn't difficult as difficult as finding any good talent is it's difficult, but it was a more or less. Well, and it's the proof is in the film <laughs> at the end of the day, you're watching a high quality film, well told, well edited, well shot, everything about it. It, it is top notch. And so that that's really what at the end of the day, that's what people will walk away from this film feeling. And I want to let people know how they can not only find out more about the film, but see the film, as well as if they are inclined to be part of the solution here. You have a, you have a link on your site for resources, ways in which you, if you're moved to, you can become part of the solution. Because this is a crisis, and, and because we have a, as I can attest to, the, we have the boomers who are aging, and, get, and we have a healthcare system that is under extreme amount of stress and strain right now we're going to need people at on a scale the likes of which we probably never even considered over the next 30 or 40 years of just taking care of a, a big part of this demographic bubble that the boomers are are now a part of so you can go to skyblossom.com that can that'll get you started there's also the link as i said skyblossom.com backslash resources you will also be able to start watching Sky Blossom, and on the link there, it's a virtual theater release. I believe it's today. I'm, am I correct in that? So this is December 11th, so you'll be able to watch it on virtual theater. And God bless virtual theater. If we ever hope to get back into a situation where we'll be able to go outside, grab a cup of coffee, go down to the <laughs> yeah. theater, and enjoy the, a, a communal experience, watching movies, watching great films, please support virtual theater. So there's all those different ways. Skyblossom.com will get you started. Yeah, and thanks for that, Mike. The intergenerational discussion about caring for family is that it's generally people like you and me caring for family. The objective of the film, one of the objectives, uh, was to show the intergenerational reality of that. And you gave us a good statistic at the top, almost 25 million 
Gen Y or Z caregivers. That's a gargantuan number. And if you just want to talk about students or children, let's say 18 or younger, that's 5 million by some estimates. Guess what? That means that caring for family is not an age thing. It is a family thing. It is a value to embrace. And, and as we look at more of our caregiving happening, not in hospitals or care facilities, but happening at home, I think that what the film shows is you can do it and you can really enjoy it. You can live in ways that you never thought you could. Like I did that with my dad. I, I just, and I thought, oh my gosh, I'm about to head into some very difficult times. I went from full-time work to part-time work so I could do this. And I worked hard to, you know, become a, a news anchor five days a week, seven days a week, really. And now I was having to really cut my opportunities, future opportunities, by at least in half. The great thing about now that I'm seven years later is, by gosh, thank you, Dad. I know you didn't want to get sick. I know you didn't want me to, because he was always so proud of seeing somebody look like me doing my job. But now look at this film that is, you know, I, I don't know how many eyeballs will get on it, Mike, but I think it's the right start to a longer conversation we'll have for the rest of our lives. It's a, it's a cultural beach landing, if you will, that this stuff is okay to talk. And that's why we did a film is because we knew that in, in cultural inputs, film is way, way up there. Doing a segment on national network TV is also good, which I've done, but doing a film really says something culturally to our country because we love film. Uh, you know, we, we are a film society and that's why I did a film on it. And, and, you know, it takes a lot to get it done. Um, I, I'm the novice here, right? I'm the first timer. You know, I, I didn't think, you know, the budget started at, and then I said, but we want to do this for this film. I want to hit all these parts of the country. We're in the Midwest, the South, the East, the West, and the Pacific Islands. I want to do this for three years. I want to, you know, keep the same crew. I don't want to, I don't want to have different crews wherever we travel to. And so the budget grew and grew and grew. And so we got more people leaning in on it. I have over a million dollars in donated time and services for this. And you and I both being caregivers, we know if somebody came to us and said, hey, Mike or Richard, would you cut your rate in half? Or would you, would you do a story on this? Because it's, I, yeah, I'm in. That's the heartening thing for me is that I, as a everyday person, I'm really heartened by the goodwill of a country. That makes me want to give more. What these student caregivers, these child children that are caregivers, but they will take it with them for the rest of their lives. Their learning means we have a more compassionate, impassioned, and caring society because they are the future. And we do better, at least from an American perspective and a global perspective, for, if, if, for most folks would agree with that. But I only speak to our U.S. context, is that, you know, that was the way we started as a country of, of doing things differently and, and doing things for others. At least that was one of the drives of the founding fathers and mothers of the country, right? That, that's the idea if you just look in our constitution. I didn't lightly, and the team and I did not lightly select diaries of the next greatest generation. That was not a light decision, um, nor was Sky Blossom. And so the thing about it being intergenerational is so important 
you know, it's a story uh, about young people and it's told by young people. One of my producers was Nary 19 or 20 years old when he started on the project. My, that one, right. of my that one of my other uh, producers is 28, started on the project when she was 26 and 25. You know, I'm the old guy plus another old guy. The, the key though was that has nothing to do about the, their age, but it does. So it's both. They were both caregivers as children, one to her father and, and one to, to his grandmother. They had a passion that I think now shows you can live a career that is both your heart, your mind, and resume. I am invigorated by what they may do when you and I are long gone um, because they got it. And, and so it is a story about young people, but it's told by young people. Don't get me started on the the, the, the young, the generation that is growing up in, in this very turbulent time because I look at people like Greta Thunberg and, and what she's doing with climate change. I look at the Parkland kids who literally, in my opinion, changed the, the political dynamics in this country in ways that we're only beginning to understand. You and then it. what you're talking about right now. Yeah, they are faced you. with some intractable problems. They are going to either overcome them, and they will, and I'm, I'm confident they will. There's no or there. They are going to do this. They are. I, I, I mean, if you had, to, you're not asking my vote, but I'm going to put it down now. Yes. <laughs> Based right. on what I've seen uh, across the country in my interviews, it's there. Yeah. You and I got called when we were their age as students, you know, because I have an 11 year old all the way up to 26 year old in the film, five families across the country. Yeah. Black, Latino, Af uh, Black, Latino, Native American, Asian American, and White American. They all shared one great thing, uh, although they were different of region and color, that they inspired me. Um, and that this young generation that you, you know, when we were all young, we get called, oh, you just care about yourself and you got to think about other people, you know. And now um, it's often too simplistic. So I'm inspired. Yeah, I put it in the S column. Well, Richard Louis, thank you. I really enjoyed it. I had a great time uh, with these stories. Uh, they are all very compelling. And the people that you showcase that we get an opportunity to get to know um, are well worth the time we spend with them. And again, I want to let people know that they can go to skyblossom.com to find out the basic information about what the film is about. But then from there, explore the space because you have resources and you have an opportunity to watch the film and other things. You can become a participant in ways that you wouldn't have imagined uh, before you came to the site. And uh, I want to thank you for your you time bet. today. Anything to add? Anything we want to? You know, Mike, um, it, I don't think a film like this has ever been done about young caregivers and or caregivers across the country in military families, because it's in military families, which you leave here going, well, I'm not in the military, doesn't fit me, right, Mike? But I, I, you've seen it, you don't get that. They are military families, and that shows another intersectional part of our, our, our country, right? right? Is that, oh, they're different than us. No, they're very much like all of us. You know, I came from my, my both my parents came from military families. I'm guessing that most likely on your side as well, being in Southern California, it almost goes without saying, right? Very there you funny. go. And then you, you see the intersectional reality, uh, but we, we push off. If you're not in the military and in the military, we think it's so separate. Uh, it's not true. Uh, mm -hmm. This is, it's about them. 
And I, I think given that this has is treading a lot of new ground here, um, for instance, we have a Democratic leader as well as Speaker of the House, Nancy Pelosi, and we have uh, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell, both signed on together, side by side, as official honorary co-chairs of the film, along with 10 or 12 others. Well, you've got Chuck Schumer, Susan Collins, Tammy Duckworth, Judy Chute, Karen Bass, Don Young, Mark Takano, Anthony Brown, and Scott Peters. All of these are members either of the House or the Senate. And generally, they can't agree on what day it is, but here they are. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, here, here they are uh, as honorary chairs, co-chairs. Yeah, and so we're breaking a lot of new ground and non-topic uh, in this format uh, when it comes to politics, when it comes to the, uh, the Kennedy Center. I'd never done a, a drive-in in their 50 years of history. And we did it and it happened during COVID and we did it all the right way. So I'm excited that we can do more things that are breaking new ground. And I know it's difficult right now. And, and so when we are talking about film, you and I, Mike, the last thing I wanted to say is dare uh, and push and poke and really continue to dream because you may not get the 100%, but if you get an 80 or 60, that's still 80 to 60%, 68% of a dream. And That's right. That's right. I was talking yesterday, I wasn't even sure if we we're going to get this onto YouTube. Not not that YouTube's not good, but you know, <laughs> we wanted to, and, and that still may, may be the case. And we'll still take that. We're very grateful for everything, everything. And um, raising awareness, yeah. getting it out there, letting people understand, explore it, and then say, how can we do better? Right? Exactly. How we can do better and that there are all sorts of different ways of making it better. Right. Right. And, and you, you can see all of the, the cross tabs in the movie. A lot of these things go unsaid. The objective of this film was look at these amazing student care heroes. And if you like what they're doing, lean in on them. You decide how you want to do it. We're not going to tell you how. Right. And, and, and uh, when it comes to, to, you know, Pelosi and McConnell. We just can't thank them enough for understanding it is above politics. Like they were so warm and nice. And, you know, I joked earlier about uh, when do they get together? And they might joke too about it here and there sometimes because, you know, of, of the way things are. But they both said, we're in, we're in, we're in. And I can't thank them enough, as well as the other members of Congress. We don't, you don't often get an, uh, an official honorary co chair. Uh, members of Congress on a film, but I knew this was one of those things we could bring people together. And that is, that is, as you can tell, one of the purposes of the films to bring people together. Great note. Great note to, to, to thank you again for the film Sky Blossom and skyblossom.com. Check it out. And it's virtual theater. So check that out. And Richard Louis, thank you so very much for the film and for your and your generosity with your time today here. Mike, thank you for doing this important work for all these years um, and getting our, our voices out there. I so appreciate it. You've been listening to Film School Radio, the on-air online showcase for the best in independent documentary and foreign films. You can find out more about the program at filmschoolradio.com. 
I'm your host, Mike Kaspar. Thank you for tuning in, and we'll see you next week with another edition of Film School Radio. Thank you.